Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dozinski, The Art of Relationships Radio Show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday Hump Night. This is Greg Tuzinski, your host, coming to you live, actually from my office <laughs> and uh, stream throughout. So, Podcast Detroit, uh, want to give a huge plug out to them, uh, Podcast Detroit. Also, they did a review in the local Detroit uh, news, <clears throat> and I posted on my Facebook, uh, I can't remember, four days ago, give or take. And uh, tap on out at 300,000 listeners a week, which is very cool on uh, Podcast Detroit Network, which is awesome. I might have, out of that 300,000 listeners, I probably have two. That means not 200,000. That means two listeners, period. No, I hope a lot more than that. Um, I have to check um, a huge... I got to check my stats, too. I haven't checked in a while what my stats are going on. I appreciate everybody talking about the show, excuse me, and sharing all the insights and everything, uh, discussions I have going on on Facebook, uh, some other writings, and uh, my blog and everything, too. So a huge props out to everybody else Uh, that's been helping out, a huge supporter of the show. And for those out there that want a cheap, Advertising Avenue for your business, online business, whatever, it is an awesome opportunity for you to reach literally hundreds of thousands of people per week, not only in the metro Detroit area, we're talking worldwide, not only North America, but worldwide as well. So it's a terrific avenue to reach a ton of listeners out there as well, okay? Um, not I mean listeners, but bring in uh, potential customers into your business too. So uh, you can give me a shot at Greg at the Art of Relationships Radio. Oh, sorry, let me read back up a little bit. Greg at the Art A R T of Relationships dot org. And you can also check out information on www.theartofrelationships.org as well. And there's a link to the radio show link and advertising packages as well. 
I want to welcome new listeners to everybody else again. Uh, normal listeners are normal. I don't know if any of the listeners are normal, but regular. There we go. Regular listeners, uh, they know this. And new listeners out there, uh, you can give me a call live on air. 313-614-9498. Again, number is 313 614 Nine four nine eight, and you can also join, or I should say, and or join me on the live chat if you are using Art of Relationships Radio Show's own uh, mobile device app, and also or Spreaker's app or Spreaker dot com, and you can join me on live chat again. Uh, no names will be mentioned unless you give me permission. If you do hear me mention, you know, maybe people that are listening to the show and participating in live chat and I mention their names, uh, it's because they already gave me permission to use their names a while ago. So, again, I'm not being rude. It's just uh, giving insights as far as, you know, confidentiality and respecting your privacy aspect. So not being rude at all, join me in a live chat or give me a call live, 313-614-9498. And why don't we jump right into it? We're talking, I want to give a plug out to individual. I don't know this individual. His name is Damian Bollier, B-O-H-L. E-R, again, name is Damien Bowler, B-O-H-L-E-R, who come up with this article about conscientious women. And I read the article, and it's really, uh, actually has some really good insights into it. Um, Thus, I'm talking about it. So I can't take a lot of credit, but I want to put my twist on this about what it takes to be. He originally come up with to be a conscious woman, and I'm like, Huh? Conscious woman. And I'm talking, you know, in my video, I talk about this, about advertising for the show and everything, that a conscious woman, does this mean that she's awake when you make love, when you're having sex to her, or when you're talking to her? She's conscious, alert? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, I, I was looking at, you know, a conscientious woman, or what about, you know, I want to tie it in, not only a conscientious woman, which, you know, comes with compassion, caring, understanding, Uh, But also, I want to sort of combine that. Maybe a better term would be a confident woman. And as I mentioned, I I mentioned to my clients, couples, you name it, students, Facebook, all over the place, okay, about a confident woman or a confident person in nature, they're able to look at themselves. They're able to self-reflect and look at their mistakes, you know, they're able to look at maybe, you know, take responsibility. If they messed up, then, you know, that's fine. They can own it, take responsibility. You know what? It's my fault. I apologize. I'm sorry. And they're able to look at that. A confident person is able to make amends and take responsibility for their mistakes. So, you know, when I'm, I read through the article and everything about what his definition of a, or, you know, he had 12 definitions or aspects of what a conscious woman is, but I want to flip it up a little bit, and I changed it to conscientious, and 
you know, and confident woman, you know, what that entails. And I want to talk about uh, later on in the show, we're going to get into, you know, a wedding or a marriage. What the hell do those mean? You know, being married or being wedded to somebody, are they the same aspects? And I want to put, of course, my sort of smart-ass comic, if you will, twist (laughs) on those aspects. And I I can't believe that. I shared a post on my Facebook as well. If you want to check it out on my page, uh, Greg Dzinski, that's D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. And I posted, I can't believe the freaking feedback. See, I do a piece that's sort of, you know, serious, heartfelt, and I get, eh, so-so replies, reaction. And I post a picture of a lady in her brown panties, and holy crap, man, everybody comes out of the woodwork, women, guys, whatever. And it was, uh, the comment was, on the picture was, does it mean, you know, when a woman has a matching bra and panties on, is that mean she is ready for sex? She is the one that is demanding sex. And we're going to get into that a little bit. I couldn't believe the feedback and all this stuff. And my take on that was I don't care if the bra and panty matches. It's what's inside, right? No. <laughs> Uh-oh, typical man, right? No, not at all. Um. But, you know, it doesn't matter. And some women um, say they don't leave the house unless, you know, they're matching. And a lot of responses, you know, oh, my God, my bras and panties, they got to match what my clothes are wearing and everything else. And we all know of uh, women out there that um, maybe they're looking for attention. Ooh. And how many ladies would be in this category where you know we all know or saw women maybe it's just my imagination where they wear that white sort of see-through a little bit maybe more like a peekaboo blouse and she has maybe a pink bra underneath of it a red bra underneath of it and it's like what the and it's like ah she wants attention or is she just a tease so i want to get into that and if if we have enough time to get in that with the show uh we'll get into that a little more if not i'll pick it up on next week's show along with some more details um First of all, I hope everybody's having a very, very safe holiday uh, weekend. I know I had a relative that, unfortunately, they're older and cancer. I had a relative that lost two brothers, um, God, since Thanksgiving. So in about a month, actually it was a month, that uh, she lost two brothers. So my wishes go out to them uh, big time uh, from cancer. So that's... uh, not a good situation, and people that are having a hard time going through grief and loss situations, um, please, you can listen to my recorded show on, uh, you know, grief and loss and get through the holidays when you're missing somebody out there. It's, uh, um, it's a difficult time for a lot of people, okay? I hope everybody's having a good holiday being safe out there. My wishes go out there, all the people down south to that lost family members and uh, tornado aspects in the wicked weather down there. So I hope everybody is uh, being safe and being able to grieve and mourn um, 
peacefully if there is such a way. So my heart and my deep wishes go out to those people as well. Now, I want to get into um, maybe stir it up a little bit. I want to hear what it takes for you to be a conscious or maybe conscientious or a confident woman. And I'm going to put my twist on. Like I said, I want to give credit to a gentleman's name who came up with this is uh, Damien Bowler, B-O-H-L-E-R. I want to give him props for coming up with this. And I read this, you know, he mentioned about, you know, one dozen qualities of the conscious woman. And yeah, I, I didn't really, he should have come up with something else. Okay. That, you know, I I'd rather have conscientious. Is there a difference between conscious, conscientious, conscientious to me is more fitting. I like the word confident, whatever, because a confident woman also can be very compassionate, very understanding. She also can be very empathetic to others around her as well as the world around her, whatever, that she, you know, she's able to care about maybe, you know, animals, the planet, um, maybe cares about what's right in the world and able, maybe doesn't dwell on, all the bad, all the negativity, whatever, is aware of it, but is able to move forward and be able to continuously, you know, grow as a person. And it's not, um, he used the word stagnant, and I like that word, you know, stagnant or stuck, and they stop growing. And this, yeah, this can go for men too, but I'm hitting on the women. Maybe do a show about men too, and I'll come up, come up with my own uh, philosophies as far as, maybe being a conscious or conscientious man. And is there any different? With me, a lot of people, if you're listening to the show or have listened to the show in the past, you know my philosophy that I'm not a big fan of gender stereotypes. Yeah, there are some that are true, okay, where men compartmentalize better than women mentally. Now, that's for... I done a few shows about that, and I'll get on that later on. I also um, mentioned that a huge, actually, I think there's a chapter in my book about it, um, about uh, disbeliefs, you know, that there are huge, what do I want to say, you know, about getting rid of gender stereotypes, right, and looking at the individual person, looking at how you view yourself as a man, how you view yourself as a woman. That's what matters, not about the socialized stereotypes. But anyways, we'll get into the conscientious men another time. Let's hit on the conscious, ooh, okay? Let's hit on the conscientious um, women, okay? Here we go. Now, are we going to... Touch on, okay, here we go here. We are going to hit on, you know, what it takes to be a conscious, conscientious woman and tie in with confidence as well. Like I mentioned, you know, my view on conscientious woman, she is able to, you know, care about other people, is empathetic, is also strong, confident able to speak her mind and also be respectful and able to check herself, you know, if she does mess up, if she does, 
make a mistake, she is able to own it, take responsibility of that. Another aspect with the conscientious woman tied in with the confident woman, this does not mean, ladies, and I have worked with hundreds of women, I might say thousands of women over the years I've been doing this, that, um, what do I want to say, that, you know, they'll take the hit for everything, you know, they'll, they'll be, you know what, I'm sorry, it's my fault, I'm sorry, you know what I'm talking about, being in a doormat, and they're taking responsibility for stuff that is not their fault, I don't want women, and being a conscientious woman is, and, you know, conscientious and confident woman is taking responsibility when that is justified, right, ah, ladies, don't take that out of context with me, right? And don't tell me, well, it's only, you know, justified. Um, it's only justified in your eyes. And, um, you know, don't tell me, well, if it wasn't justified, then, you know what? Oh, well, in my eyes it is. So you hit on this and you look at the elements, you know what, um, that. Oh, yeah, you know, I was justified for this, right? I'm sorry, but how many people do that, right? I apologize, but um, I apologize. Although you made me, de- you know what? It's taking ownership and taking responsibility. You know what? If I screwed up, that's it. You know, confident women, they will not or should not, I should say, and should not take responsibility for hitting up on, you know, everything's their fault. No, that is not a confident woman, right? And that's what I mean. I want to tie this in with, you know, Damian Buller's work in, you know, about one dozen qualities of the conscious woman. Again, I don't care for the title of the conscious, but his concepts are pretty cool. And I want to run them down and put my twists on them. As well, okay. Hey, Shauna, welcome. Nice seeing you. It's been a while. Hopefully, everybody down there in, you know what? I can't remember if you're in the southern part of Texas or not. And uh, hopefully, you're safe and you didn't get the wicked tornadoes and everything else that uh, your fellow uh, states people got. You know, I mentioned a little bit ago, you know, my deepest wishes to everybody out there that lost family members uh, in the horrific storm. So, and like I mentioned, if um, you're new to the show and you're on live chat or you are, you know, calling in, I'm not going to ask your name unless you give me permission. Okay, unless you give me permission to say your name. I respect your privacy and everything else, so I'm not being rude. Uh, I'm just, you know, respecting your privacy and everything else, okay? So we are going to go through, and I want to hear everybody out there that, you know, looks at what does it take? Oh, hey, Daryl, thank you. Welcome to the show. We got a new listener. I want to give props out to Shauna on that, too. Thanks for... Uh, Clue and Daryl in. Welcome. And you both are um, in Texas. I know Shauna mentioned Refresh My Memory in Houston area, which is down south. And I don't know if you guys, you know, were hit with the tornado areas. I know it was wicked all down there. Bridge City, Texas. Daryl, I have no idea where the hell that is. 
um, if that's, you know, outside of Houston by Sean or not. But uh, welcome. Um, so Damian Butler, I'm going to talk up, you know, a conscientious, confident woman is a 10 of, you know, she has a ton of patience to the growth process. This is what he mentioned. You know, what the hell does this mean? I think a lot of, you know, conscientious women, they hit on, you know, some women want to hit on, you know, they want to grow, hurry up, get this, hurry up, get married, have a kid, da-da-da-da-da. You know, they might want to hurry up and run and all this. A conscientious woman is aware that she wants to, she wants to grow. She wants to, you know, be able to grow and evolve as a person. But she also understands, you know, it takes time, that there might not be a rush in being able to grow and evolve and being able to understand it might be okay where you are now and being okay with that. But that doesn't mean you become stagnant and you stop growing as a person. You know what? And, well, I'm glad I want to go back to Daryl and Sean on live chat. My apologies, everybody else out there. Um, no, that's good. I'm glad you guys are safe. Uh, just a lot of wind and uh, rain and cold and all this stuff down there. So I'm glad you guys didn't get hit like uh, the northern part of Texas and stuff that got hit. So that's glad. Many props and peace to you guys. So you know, going back there, you know, attend of patience to the growth process. You know why? That not only they have patience being able to grow. Remember I said about women are able to grow and evolve, and I'm all about that, not being stuck, not being stagnant, and looking at the elements to where you, God, what the hell do I want to say? You know what? That Okay, this is how I am, I've heard so many people, I'm 40 years old, I'm 50 years old, this is the way I am, I ain't going to change. And I look at them and I say, yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're not going to change. And I laugh about it. It's sad because they have no clue. Um, or maybe they don't want to grow. They don't want to evolve. So a conscientious woman is all about growing, maybe becoming a better person, a better um, partner, better spouse, better you know, whatever, friend, better mother, better, you know, co-worker, whatever it is. And like I said, women are going to listen to Sean Cullen. I know Shauna, Shauna is getting ready to jump on it. I know men, we're going to get on men on a different show. And men can pay attention to this too and maybe learn from this as well as the ladies, right? But the conscious you know, conscientious woman is able to evolve and grow and be able to look at, I'm going to be a better person, and what can I do maybe on a daily basis, but also have the patience enough to cut herself some slack. And during the evolution period and being able to grow, she has patience and also has self-awareness and compassion for herself because if she does mess up, you know what? It's okay that she's human. She's confident enough to understand, you know what? I screwed up, but I can move on and to be able to do that. Um, I want to, oh, Daryl, I want to chime in on a chat that goes along with this, okay? Daryl mentioned, I don't see how a woman could be conscientious without being capable of admitting their mistakes. Otherwise, they aren't learning from their experience. I would think a woman would lose confidence. Daryl, you know what? That's an awesome take on that. And I agree with you because if they're not 
able to admit their mistakes. For one thing, they're not confident. Or if they actually believe they don't make any mistakes, that's narcissistic and they're basically full of shit. And, you know, that's what men too. But um, like I said, the men will get on that uh, another show. And Shauna knows I'm all about bashing, not bashing. I'm all about ripping on men or making men hold up their part of the bargain too. It's not a, um, I'm an equal basher, if you will, equal opportunity basher, if you will, um, to be able to call men out as well. And I agree, Daryl, very much. A conscientious woman um, is able to take responsibility, and I, I completely agree with you. That's exactly what I'm saying, is a conscientious woman is able to admit their mistakes and to be able to move on. You know, a lot of people... They might not admit it, but you mentioned, you know, they aren't learning from their experience. I agree big time, but a lot of people might admit them, but they keep repeating them. And I, you know, I get in my office here, you know, in Detroit area and stuff, and I get people private messaging me and stuff on Facebook and everything, too. I need to start charging so I can make money and not be poor. <laughs> and the the elements um, of that are, you know, I... A woman might lose confidence and all that, but she also, and when you mention about, you know, not maybe taking responsibility, admitting their mistakes, she might not lose confidence because it might be that type of thing, Daryl, out of sight, out of mind, if you get me, right? Oh, I'm not admitting my mistake. They don't happen, so it's not going to affect my confidence at all because I didn't make any, um, I didn't make any, oh, Daryl, damn it, you're getting a glass of wine. You should have brought me one, too. Uh, anyways, no. uh, Sean will mention, you know, on live chat as people. You can join us on live chat as well or call me live. Call me live at 313-614-9498. Again, 313-614-9498. Nine eight. You can join us on live chat on the Art of Relationships radio show um, on device app, mobile device apps for Android and Apple. The Android device, you might have to look up my name, Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. You can also uh, join live chat. I can't even live. <laughs> Glad I can say it. Um, join us on the live chat. If you use uh, Spreaker.com, then search for my name, Greg Dzinski, The Art of Relationships radio show, or I think you can also search, I haven't said it in a while, Master G. Anyways, um, that was a nickname given by me by a radio show out of Connecticut. For people, and I already explained that story. Anyways, but Shauna mentioned, you know, I 100% agree with Daryl. She loses confidence. She seeks affirmation elsewhere because she can't face who she wronged. Shauna, that's some great insights because a lot of people, they do that. They might not have the confidence enough to admit their mistake. So what happens? Oh, great. Shauna's on the Hennessy. <laughs> oh. You know what? That's a big thing up here in Detroit, too. Not just for your southern folk. <laughs> southern folk. Oh, boy. Um, but, <laughs> but you're looking at, I agree, that, you know, she loses confidence 
And so she'll seek affirmation out there elsewhere because if somebody know you made a mistake and now you're facing that issue, it's almost like dealing with, and that's where I say about the, the confidence and the maturity level comes in, emotional maturity level. It's almost like a little kid that makes a mistake, right? You're not going to narc on yourself. You're going to hide, try to cover it up, whatever. And I think it starts happening, whatever. So it's almost like if I use the analogy, like the dog sort of tucking its tail between its legs and lowering its head when it knows it did something wrong. You know, like if it accidentally took a dump in the house or chewed on a shoe, whatever, and you look at it, and the ooh-ooh, you know, ooh-ooh, you know, tail goes between the leg and they sort of shrivel up, cower and type of thing, whatever. And it's almost that type of thing. So if you are constantly reminded of your mistake, you are going to look at the situation to where you, you know what, what Shauna said, and I agree with her, that maybe you don't want to be faced with that and you sort of cower, but then you want that affirmation, you want that attention, you start looking for somewhere else because it's easier. And also, the same pattern is going to repeat with that. So as far as... You know, a conscientious woman, I agree, she's able to be confident enough to admit when she's wrong, but she's also not willing, oh my God, my voice, sorry people, she's also not willing to take the hit or take, you know, the blame for stuff that she didn't do wrong. So she isn't the doormat, got it? She isn't the doormat. She isn't going to be saying, oh, it's always my fault, dear. It's my fault, dear. Uh, you're late for work. Uh, it's my fault. You know? And it's, it's not that she is going to take the hit for everything. No, she's going to be able to be confident enough to know the difference. So that's going to be a huge thing about being a conscientious woman, okay? That's a huge thing. So we have a bunch more to go through. I am going to take a little breather. Oh, my God. And hopefully my voice comes back from puberty real soon. Um, I'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks for listening, people. This is the Art of Relationships radio show coming to you live from Detroit. Talk to you soon. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
Come on. Sitting on the dirt-ridden floor In her formal wear And with one look, I swear she kills me She's loud as hell An embarrassment One crazy bitch, but she's lovely And she's addictive My nicotine The one from my dreams in the morning And she's vindictive She makes me wish That girls like this came with warning And we drive each other absolutely
distance There's room for romance in this spiteful little connection Will you take my hand and we can pretend So I sick of me Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Master G. Don't ask. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, like I mentioned, we got a few individuals on chat. I know there's quite a few listening live, which is cool, and we could have more people in the chat room. That would be super sweet. Or you can call me, um, call me live as well. Sorry, at 313-614-9498. Oh, my God. What's with my voice this evening, people? I apologize. Um, hopefully, it won't that bad, be that bad. For those individuals that might be new on the live chat, like I mentioned, or if you call me, I will not mention your name to protect your privacy as well, okay? If you give me permission to mention you, then I will do that. But if not, um, that's okay. I'm not being rude. I'm just, uh, like I said, I'm being respectful. Yes, I am respectful once in a while (laughs) to um, your privacy, whatever. But if you give me props or give me, um, I shouldn't say props, give me uh, individual to, or give me permission to use your name, excuse me, um, then I will do so. If not, no worries, okay? I won't mention your name at all. So we're talking about it uh, right before the first break. We're, we talked about the elements to where, um, <clears throat> you know, being a conscientious woman, in an article I'm going off of, well, now we're all over the place, about being a you know conscientious woman is talking about what's from Damien... Bowler, B-O-H-L-E-R, and he originally mentioned or titled One Dozen Qualities of the Conscious Woman, and I don't like that title, you know what, or the term conscious, and like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's like, okay, conscious meaning what, she's awake when you're having sex, when you're making love, whatever, you know, she's conscious or she's listening to you, she's awake, so, you know, I sort of flipped it up a little bit, put conscientious and tie it in with the confident you know, woman aspect. And we mentioned, you know, about being able, you know, Daryl and Shauna and stuff mentioned, you know, a little bit. And I agree about when I mentioned about conscious woman is able to take responsibility when she messes up, when she makes a mistake, whatever. She is not going to, um, you know, I've been, oh my God, I've been with a few women, not a lot. Hold on people. (laughs) What I mean by not a lot of women that never apologize for anything. I can't remember them. I've been with maybe one, two, three, never mind. Get the calculator out, count your fingers and toes. No. (laughs) That um, only a few that have never apologized, um, (laughs) never apologize for anything. I've been with a few, and I'm sure women 
have been with men that never apologize as well. Or, you know, I, it doesn't matter. I say men, women, whatever. I, it, to me, as people know, listen to the show, I don't care if you're gay, lesbian, whatever. Um, I'll say men, women, or partner once in a while. If you're new, listening to the show. To me, you know, it doesn't matter. I respect whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy. You know, you as an individual, um, I respect that. So when I say, I don't mean to be derogatory when I say man, woman to maybe people, listeners out there that are, you know, maybe bisexual or, you know, lesbian or gay, not at all. I'm not trying to be rude whatsoever. But you look at this that, um, you know, Daryl just mentioned about being humble. Um, <laughs> I, Shauna, I apologize for the men I've been with. <laughs> Uh-oh, what'd you do? Treat him like shit, Shauna? Anyways, uh, you can join us on the live chat. We got a few individuals on live chat, which is cool. You can join them uh, on the show, the Art of Relationships Radio Show's own mobile device app on Spreaker.com or Spreaker's own app. And just search for the Art of Relationships uh, radio show or my name, Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I, and you can give me a call too, 313-614-9498. And again, as I mentioned, and I post this on Facebook, it does not matter what the topic of the show is for the evening. You can ask any questions or give me insights or input to any you know relationship topic or sexual topic that you want me to maybe give my insights on. Like I said, I'm very, I'm a smart ass. People that know me, I'm a smart ass. Um, I'm very down to earth, very humble and everything else. So no, I do not know everything. As I mentioned about the conscientious women, I too am, you know, I'm always evolving, always growing, always wanting to learn and I will learn and evolve until I croak. <laughs> so we look at that. Daryl, you mentioned to me as a man, uh, it feels good to take responsibility for a mistake, to humble yourself and learn from your mistakes. Daryl, absolutely. I agree right now. Um, Oh, thanks, Daryl. You posted you were live right now on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you so much. I tried to hit on those right before the show as well. Daryl, I appreciate it. Many, many, many thank you and many props. I am flattered. Thank you. Um, I agree. You know, it's part of humility is part of being confident, Daryl, and I agree with you huge when it comes to that. And that's what we're talking about. The conscientious woman is able to admit you know, her mistakes and be able to humble and have humility for herself and maybe also not only that, but also understand that, you know, having maybe understanding other people. And that's where talking about the growth process and being able to focus on, you know, humanity and being able to focus on humility that you aren't going to crucify somebody else and, it's not about, you know, that you're looking at. How many people know women? Like I said, we're going to hit on men on another topic, but we can hit and bring men into this too. But that know people that just look out for the bad in other people, that they just rip on other people. They're never wrong. They always point out the negativity and the bad things about 
people, you know, they're just ripping on people and they're not nice people. And yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Why should I hold back? You know why? That they can be a bitch about the aspect, okay? And you look at um, that they're not nice. That is not being a conscientious or confident woman. I think that's being fake. And a confident woman is able to be compassionate and to be able to look at the dynamics where, you know what, I'm human too, and you know what, I understand other people are human too. So I think that is a huge dynamic that cuts across being a conscientious woman, not only taking, you know, responsibility, and again, like, you know, mentioned during the break, Daryl and I were chatting a little bit about, you know, when you take the hit for everything and everything is your fault, it isn't. We need to help you get the confidence enough to maybe you can be more of a conscientious woman within yourself and to be able to, you know what, this ain't my fault. Why am I saying sorry for something that he did? You know, why am I saying sorry for something my friend did, my partner did, my whatever, you know, that you're taking responsibility for everything. And that's not being true confidence. And that's not really being a conscientious woman as well. It's, It's being able to be humble and taking the responsibility when you can, but also having the strength and having the confidence to say, you know what, I didn't do anything wrong here. And you know what? Uh, peace out. If you want me to take the blame for something I didn't do, I'm all about being confident, taking a stand for yourself. It's when you never take, <laughs> it's when you're taking a stand for everything and you never are at a fault. You know, it's borderline arrogance and narcissistic aspects, okay? And yeah, Daryl mentioned, you're right. It's like, you know, you're saying sorry, but not really knowing what you are sorry for. A conscientious woman is not afraid of confrontation. Not that she likes it. There's a big difference. But that she is, oh, we might have a caller. Hey, is this Shauna? This is Shauna. Hey, sweet. Can you hear me? I can. Queet. Oh, I can't even talk tonight, Shauna. I apologize. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even drank anything either. Maybe that's a problem. <laughs> that's um, problem. Hopefully, I want to, uh, Daryl, can you hear Shauna? Hopefully, everybody could. What's going on? Thanks for calling in. Hey, I just wanted to uh, kind of uh, talk about what you're, what you're talking about. Please. About, you know- Uh-oh. Shauna, that was you. Can you, uh, I don't know if that was me or you. I'll call you back, Sean, and see if I can get you. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. I'm sorry. I don't know if that was my end. Oop, still there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, thanks for answering to those in chat. I have no idea what the heck's going on, people. I don't know if it's shouldn't be my end. I think everything's okay. So I don't know what's going on, if it's from the storms from her end or not. So hopefully, Shauna, if you are listening to the show, you can give me a call back and hopefully everything will work okay. I apologize for that. 
Um, I'll try calling you back uh, maybe one more time, too, okay? And I don't know if it's my end. Nope, call us. Here we go. That's why. Hey, Sean, are you back? I'm back. Okay, thank you. I don't know if it's my end or what's going on, but I apologize. See, I'll take the hit uh, since it's my end, my show. I'll take responsibility and be <laughs> the man. <laughs> I'll can, be the man. Spank me, please. No. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that, you know, I've been on both sides of this where I was a young, stupid wife that I didn't know any better and I was jealous and and not very conscious of what, you know, was going on in my life or my marriage. And I think I had a big, huge part in destroying my marriage, even though my marriage was ultimately destroyed for infidelity on his part, you know. Um, Sorry to my hear decision, that. My, my decision not to um, go, you know, along with uh, everything that was going on. But now that I've grown up as a woman, um, you know, I respect a man and, and also respect and, and love myself enough to know that if I'm with if I'm with someone, it's obviously going to be someone that I trust. And I love myself, and I'm conscious and confident enough about myself that I'm not worried about what he's doing or where he's at or where he's going or any of those things. So um, it makes it easier for him to be a man and to go do what he needs to do and have the freedom and, and the, the, not to have the stress of, of worrying about when he comes home, is he going to be in trouble because he stayed too long with the guys or, you know, whatever. Sweet. And so I think, I think being a conscious woman, you are conscious of yourself and your abilities as a woman, your... Um, not just your look, but um, in, in whenever you're conscious with just your looks, I think you become kind of manipulative if you don't have anything to add to that, any substance. And uh, that's your fault if you don't, if you haven't taken responsibility and taken ownership of whatever gifts or uh, abilities or whatever it is that you have as a woman that are anything other than looks. And so whenever you have the whole package, and I'm not saying that I do, I'm not trying to brag or anything like that. But I'm Yeah, you are, Shauna. No. Whenever you do, <laughs> no. whenever you have tried to, whenever you've, you've but I've done the, the, the homework and the autopsy on myself enough to say, okay, I need to fix this, I need to fix that, I need to do this, I need to do that to better myself personally, professionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. And so by doing all of those things, you become this conscious woman that, you know, you're okay with yourself, so you're okay with everybody else as well. Huge and props. when you're in a relationship, you give the guy the freedom to go and do what he needs to do to be a man because men really need that freedom. They need that connection. They need that trust. They need that adoration. They need that that love and that connection and in order for them to love you and be faithful and honest and truthful and love only you then they need you to make them feel like a king and the only way you can do that as a woman is if you're conscious enough with yourself and and confident enough in yourself that you know who you are and what you have to offer him and what you bring to the table and so um that's just too much for me to type on the chat, so I had to call in. No, I appreciate that. That was very well said, Shauna, extremely well said, very wise. Um, I agree. I think that has to be a part for women, too. Women need to understand that they, you know, being conscious, like you said, doing work on yourself and everything, which I think is it's very cool that, you know, you also deserve the same recognition, the same aspects, because, you know, you have men out there, too, that are also very jealous, very controlling. And right. you need to be able to put that, sort of put a stop to that or not deal with that as well. Now, you know, if a, if a man is giving you reason to be jealous or to always check whatever, I always check, 
you know, with couples, I always ask, you know, what is he doing or what are you doing to make her jealous or what are you doing to make him jealous type of thing? And if they say, oh, nothing really, okay, now we have to work on building, you know, the other individual's self-esteem aspects up. But if it is justifiable why they're on edge or why you would be checking or worried if they're late, whatever, you know what, then that needs to stop. And that's that your partner taking responsibility and looking at, you know what, you know, it's my bad. You know what, I'm maybe given reason for her or him not to trust or even put doubt in my lover's mind. I need to step back and look at myself. And that's cool. Very, very wise words, Shauna. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. Whenever, you know, my last relationship was about uh, over a year and a half ago. I haven't been in a relationship since. And um, he was very jealous, very um, just a horrible, horrible monster type person. Ooh. And he was a rebound relationship. And that's the key right there is that women and men, if you're healthy, if you're a healthy person, then you have to be careful what you attract. You shouldn't, you normally will attract what you are, but sometimes you attract lower than you simply because you don't want to wait for what's better. And that's the problem right there is that you're in a hurry, you're desperate, you're, you're in that need to connect with someone right away, you're in a rebound, whatever it is that you are, and you stood down lower than yourself, whatever level you're on, because you don't um, want to wait and you don't want to take the time and um, repair from something or, you know, uh, wait for something that, because a, a lot of times you'll, you'll go after someone based on looks and you'll see the signs. I'm telling you, I saw the signs from this guy, you know, right off yeah. the bat and I chose to stay in it just because, I don't know, you know, the sex was good, whatever. There was nothing else good about him. He didn't have anything to offer me but that, period. And, um, you know, I mean, and uh, as a woman, you know, that's kind of an important thing unless you're a woman who hates sex and I don't happen to be one of those. So, <laughs> we, you know. That's awesome. Actually, I was in a discussion Oh, my God. I, I, I had some time in between a few clients and everything today, <laughs> and I was in a long discussion on Facebook about that very thing, <laughs> about sex aspects. And, no, Sean, I agree with you big time. And, yeah, I don't want anyone to be with a monster whatsoever, either a woman or a man. I want you to be able to look at, and you mentioned, I, I want to go back a little bit, uh, you mentioned about maybe not being able to look at yourself and the signs were there and maybe ignoring them. And I tell people, and you might have heard listening to the show before and on Facebook, I mentioned about um, going with your gut instincts. And sometimes our heart or maybe our insecurities, lack of confidence, whatever you want to call it, maybe our longing, craving to be loved. Or we your forget sex drive. Or <laughs> sex drive. Oh, yeah, baby. No, I can say no. I might not, you know what, I can say, ooh, wait, this is not about me now. But no, I'll say, okay, I don't like you. Get out in the morning. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Sex shouldn't control a conscientious person. Daryl mentioned shouldn't. that. It shouldn't. No, I agree, big time. And there is a difference. You know, you want someone that's going to connect with you soulfully, intimately, um, heartfelt with the sex. I'm all about that. I want great sex, passionate sex, but I want it to have meaning. I want it to have soul to it. Yeah, I'm a guy and I'm not BSing anybody. And I think, you know, great sex, like you said, it can be there, but after a while, it's like, ugh, it, it's hollow. It gets, um, like something is missing. 
big time, okay? And, right. you know, and mentioned that, you know, a big difference, you know, guys are good at making sex feel like love. Um, I think the real smooth guys are able to do that, Shauna. And to mention that, or is it that you want it to feel that way? Probably so. I think you want it to feel that way. I think you're, you, you like, you feel sad about what you lost. And so yeah. you turn, you turn that connection, that rebound into something where you put everything you have into that sex with that person, knowing that you really shouldn't be with that person, but you're giving up a part of you temporarily in order to satisfy uh, where you are currently. And yeah. where you are currently is, is kind of a sad place. And all you're doing literally is setting yourself back. You're setting yourself back from the person that you're really meant to be with that can can supply you with, you know, that love and that connection that you really are meant to have. Um, and, you know, and I did that. I actually, you know, was with this person for nine months. And one day I was like, you know what, F you, get the hell out of my house. Don't ever come back, you know, um, and told him to hit the high road and, and be gone. No, thank you so much for telling your story and admitting that. I think we've all, you know, men and women, we both have been there. I've been there, too. It's like, oh, my God, what the hell am I doing? And it could be maybe the sex was great. Um, why, why is that so true? Maybe Daryl can mention this on chat, too. Why is it true that the crazy, whacked-out women are always the ones with the best sex? Why the hell is that? No, no. <laughs> And, and you look at, you know, I, I, I no, well, it might be some truth to that. But you look at the aspects, um, you know, when the trust is lost, Daryl mentioned this too, you know, when the trust is lost and you are looking for someone else, do you think in the situation, Shauna, that in that situation, maybe I've been there too, where um, that you are looking for someone to heal those wounds, and maybe just they're not healing; they're just covering up big time, right? Right. They're they're covering up, and all of a sudden, like you mentioned, you start selling yourself out because I'll say this part feels good, and I might feel, you know, maybe go into it half ass. Or you look at the situation, like you mentioned, about selling yourself out. Okay. Um, ooh, I gotta hear um, individual on chat mention. That, yeah, I have to disagree. Some guys and women are good at it, but passionate, connected sex is very different from making love when you're both in love. Ooh. You know what? I do agree with that. You can have a passionate connection. That, that's huge, but I'm talking, you can have a passionate connection sexually, but it's different than making love when you're both when you're both in love. I agree with that because you can have a great connection sexually, but outside the bedroom, countertop, uh, whatever, bathroom van, <laughs> in the hood of the car, out in the front yard, whatever, that you can go ahead and have that awesome connection. But once you're done, it's like, um, eh. but do you agree with that, Shauna? Don't you think here this this is going to flip the switch a little bit in a whole different direction and you can correct recorrect it back but Oh no no you're back. fine. I I do but that with students I, all the time. I think whenever like I'm watching what Chris is saying and I'm watching what Daryl is saying and Yeah, Chris, and, um, thank you for letting me use your name and our name or 
So that's cool. Thank you. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know if you. Okay. All yeah, right. she did. Okay. She just did right, right um, before, like you read it on the chat. <laughs> she put it on there. I see that. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm reading what they're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I really honestly feel like, you know, I don't know about her story, but I do know Daryl's story, and I'm not going to go into his role. That's his thing to tell. But no, that's. I feel yeah. like when someone has been when someone has been wrong, okay, um, that they are more likely to love deeper, feel deeper, and want to be connected to someone faster. And so it's really crucial for them to be very careful not to be so um, apt to jump into something, you know, really quickly. And I think that they, when when you're on that side of it, when you've been wronged, like I was wrong, um, you obviously, and in my second marriage, you know, after the rebound, the right. recent rebound that I'm talking about was after my sure. second marriage. And that only lasted about a minute, my, my minute marriage is what I call it. And he didn't wrong me by, you know, cheating on me with another woman or anything like that. It was a whole different ball game. But um, I was still wronged in so many ways. And so you have this disconnect where you feel like you're just emotional and you want someone and you need someone or whatever. And so, you know, the first person that comes along that fits a little bit of the criteria physically, then you jump right. into the whole other side of it. I agree with easy. that. I, I think yeah. you mentioned at the, the beginning of the show, and that ties in exactly what you mentioned, Shauna, was, you know, and I think uh, I mentioned as part of the respect factor. Once you lose that respect for somebody, oh, I was talking with Daryl actually about that, about being like a doormat, always saying you're sorry, and, it, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for everything. You lose respect for yourself. But you also, right. like you just said, you lose respect for your partner. And right. when you lose respect for your partner, you know what? It is so damn hard to get it back. And that is one thing I think, you know, working with, oh, God, thousands of couples over the years, you know, that is one thing. Once somebody loses respect for you, that's still, to be honest with you, that is probably the hardest uh, almost impossible job to get that respect back. You know, someone might cheat on you, hurt you, but it's weird. You still almost have a respect factor, but it's almost like when someone keeps telling you they're going to do something they don't, they never follow through. Right. You lose respect, and it's like, ugh. Then passion, desire, all that goes right down the toilet. So I agree with that. And do you think, Shauna, when, you know, when we're hurt, and I, I agree with that, that you know we're looking for someone to fill that void and uh, fall deeply in love with to make it feel better, and we, uh, you know, we sell ourselves out, and that's where I agree about taking a break from that situation. I have a a client now in that very situation. She went from you know a divorce, which it just got dropped on her. She had no clue. It literally had no clue. It just a matter of a week or two. And then sort of to heal, I'm fine. I just want to go out and have fun. She fell for another guy in a matter of a month. And she's in that situation right now. And, you know, we're working on those aspects, trying to get her to gain the strength, whatever, to look at herself before she gets into another shitty situation. Right. And. I, I agree. And my advice, what did you think worked for you to finally pull yourself and get where you're at now about being that 
conscious or conscientious, confident woman, Shauna. <laughs> you know what? What's really funny is that um, I kind of when you know I threw myself into my writing for one thing, into my passion, things that I'm passionate about, and um, you know, which was finishing my first book. And I, you know, um, doing through doing research. To be honest with you, and and everybody's not going to be able to do the research because obviously they're not in the profession that I'm in or you're in or whatever. Right. You know, you can li- you can listen to what we did as research if you want to really get better. Actually, and, Chris and, is too, believe it or not. Ha ha. Well, that's great. You know, so if you're doing, if you're in this profession to where your your goal is to help people, their relationships, whatever, you know, talk about sex and all of those things, then, you know, um, you've researched. And so through doing my research, through taking a step back and listening to other people and their situations and their scenarios, I honestly got so numb to the to the pitches and the lines and um, listening to the guys come at me. I had guys coming at me left and right and you know, oh. trying to ask me out. Oh, hold on, Shauna. And... Wait, 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 wait. I did yeah, I meant to interrupt you, okay, so I'm not gonna apologize. So you're telling all the listeners you're all that. No, I'm not. Come on, Shauna. Come on, That's be confident. Be that conscientious, confident well, woman. Uh, but here's the thing. <laughs> this is what I'm I know playing. Now. Let I'm me playing. tell you what happened. And you're at, no, but you are right in a sense because let me tell you what happened to me. What happened to me is that I found my value. And I realized, oh my God, I'm a talented woman. I'm an I'm a, I'm an intelligent woman. I'm an educated woman. I'm a, I'm a good mother. I used to be a good wife. You know, when I was a wife. Um, right. I have a great profession. I'm living my passion. I'm living my dreams. I, I have, I'm very vocal. I, I give my opinion. I stand behind everything that I say. I think before I speak. There are so many things that I have to offer a man as a woman. And so I realized that I have all of these things to offer. The one thing that I have that, that, you know, men try to go after first is obviously sex. So it's up to me whether or not I give that to everybody or just one person. And so yeah, that's your decide. choice, and that should be your, your choice. choice. So, so there's your value. Whenever you realize and you begin to look at yourself, no matter where you are, it doesn't matter if you're overweight. It doesn't matter if you um, uh, if you have things that you need to fix. It doesn't matter if you're finishing school. It doesn't matter if you've never completed school. None of that even matters. You have to learn how to love yourself where you are currently, and I learned how to do that. I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, you know what? I love you. You're not perfect. You don't have the best this, the best that. But you know what? You're pretty damn good. You're pretty damn good. And you, you need to realize that. And that last person that you're with sucked rocks and he didn't deserve to touch you and you let him and that's your fault. You can't waller in it. You get past it. You move on from it. And the next person that comes along better damn well be worth you. He better be worth looking at, talking to, touching, touching you, whatever, or he doesn't deserve to. Well so said, does that, Shauna. Does that make me sound like a bitch? Yes, it does. And I don't care. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I'm okay if but, you make him a bitch. Hold on. Okay well said. I want to, yeah, I don't usually play with sound effects that much because I usually uh, screw them up. <laughs> you, look at, you look at the dynamics. No, I agree. It doesn't make you sound like a bitch at all. It makes you sound confident. And I think being a conscientious, you know, person or being a conscientious woman, you know, you can say that, whatever, but I think there's a lot of women out there, and I'm going to say they're not conscientious, whatever. They actually, they believe all this, but they also, you know, which is great, they take the stance, 
But, of course, they have no faults. And I think a lot of them, either, you know, they put the wall up, they don't want to look at their faults, or they actually believe that they're all that. And I know you don't at all. There's a big difference, Shauna. You're able to take responsibility, look at yourself for your faults, but you also value yourself and, you know, what, what you value and what you offer and what you, you know, hold in your life as a woman, as an individual, which is very cool. And I give you a lot of props, you know, for that. And Daryl, you know, just mentioned it's difficult to love yourself when you do not understand the loss of someone's attention, desire, or love. A person tends to focus on understanding why. And Daryl, I'm going to tell you, um, going on with this and, you know, tied in with Shauna and being a conscientious, like, you you know, conscientious person, not only a conscientious woman, you know, there's sometimes there are no answers, right? There was, I was out, oh God, first time I was a little hungover Sunday morning, (laughs) but um, out Saturday night, there's a guy, you know, has money, I'm jealous, you know, good looking guy, I think he's in his, crap, I can't even think, early 50s, I don't know him that well, you know, nice guy, you know, well off, work, you know, great guy, really nice guy, never been married. And I look at it and, you know, who I was with, a couple of women there and all this stuff were BS and, and uh, actually one woman said, oh, Greg, you and I could be like Masters and Johnson. I said, oh, don't tease me. But <laughs> you look at the elements and I get it because he is one thing looking for, I think, perfection. And another thing that he has no game. He's a nice guy, but there's no pizzazz. There's no personality there. So going back with, you know, what Daryl said, um, you look at, you can have, um, you know, you, I'm all about Daryl. You looking at, okay, what did I do to cause this? Is it this? Do I need to stick up my game? Do I, am I always, you know, I'm always saying, I'm sorry, I'm taking the hit for everything. Well, you see women, that's, no guy wants that in a woman unless you're a control freak. And no woman wants that unless she's a control freak. And it's, it's pathetic. And you look at this. Am I doing this? Am I able to speak my mind? When a lot of women, you know, they go after the bad boys and all this stuff. But you look at the dynamics. You know, a woman wants a guy to be a man, what I mean by that, and there's so many definitions of what a man is and all this, but to be able to speak your mind, you know what? To be able to say, no, you're wrong. I disagree with you. And being able to confront and stand your ground as a confident person, that is huge, okay? Um, I agree. They see your loss of confidence as a weakness. Daryl, I agree. Most people, most women view confidence in a man as probably one of the number one things that they find attractive in a guy. Am I wrong, Shauna? No, that's right. And there's, you can be confident, and but that doesn't mean you have to be a jerk or you're arrogant. You know, you can still be humble and be confident at the same time. And that's where I try to get people to get to, you know, not only, you know, individual 
clients, but also with couples. I want them. I work with building an individual at the same time with the relationship because I my promotion, it might be, you know, this is my theory. I'm not saying I'm right or whatever, but it, it sort of works for my clients. Um, but I want people to give 100% to the relationship, but I also want them to give 100% to themselves. That means you're able to speak your mind. You're not going to be dissed. You're not going to be disrespected. You're not going to be treated like crap. And you're able to speak your mind and say what you believe. You know what? I disagree with you, but you know what? I respect where you're coming from. Now, that is being true confidence that you're able to look at yourself and be able to do that. Um, And, you know, Daryl, going back to, you know, being a conscientious man, you look at, I'm all about people. Okay, what did I do to cause her? And I even asked this. And... With couples, with a you know eighty five percent of the couples I deal with, there's an affair. Here, she cheated, he cheated, whatever, and I'll ask, "Well, what caused it? What was the reason they caused it? They weren't feeling love, desired, crave, whatever." And all of a sudden, I'll get you know whatever. Greg, oh right, you're saying it's my fault. He stuck his dick and whatever. And quote unquote, I get this off. No, that isn't what I'm saying. I don't condone or excuse affairs. I look at you taking responsibility. You know, what was going on? And this is part of that you can be confident to look at, okay, I did do this. Now, how can we mend it and work from here to rebuild the trust? And if you don't have confidence to do that and to look at and to set boundaries for yourself, people are going to walk on you. And it's in a way, and then people start bashing those people for walking on them. You know what I mean, Shauna? Yeah. They start, you know, you know, they start bashing. Oh, how dare you treat me like crap? How dare you talk to me like this? How dare you go out and flirt, overly flirt with all that? I can't believe, but they still tolerate it. It's like, Talk is cheap, you know, the old, you know, old age saying about, you know, the bark is worse than the bite because there's no, you're not setting boundaries for yourself and you're putting up with it. And a conscientious woman or a person is going to have the confidence enough to say, I love myself enough. You know what? I'm not, I don't deserve this. So peace out. Not that it's easy. Not that it's, um... What do I want to say? Not that it doesn't hurt. Of course it hurts. But you have confidence enough to step out of that and not allow someone to treat you like crap. And if someone's treating you like crap and you're allowing it, I'm sorry, man. That's on you. Right. Well, you know, I just saw um, Daryl mention that, you know, if, you know, they don't realize that they caused it. You know, he was talking about um, your loss of confidence, you know, and, and, and and I understand where he's coming from, but I have to disagree because, you know, whenever uh, the kid's dad and I went through what we went through with the women that he, you know, had affairs with and everything, um, I had lost confidence, but I can't blame that on him. You know, my loss of confidence was my fault because I allowed myself to go through what I was going through. That's one of the things that I try to teach anyone that, that comes to me with their issues or their, you know, concerns or whatever in their relationships is that you choose whether or not you lose your confidence. No one can ever take that from you. As soon as you allow someone to have that much control over you, um, you um, are you're on a downward spiral. And so 
but there, but there's hope. All it, it's a, it's a light switch. All you have to do is flip it and say, you know what? I'm not willing to do this to myself. I'm not interested in going through this. I'm not interested in, in entertaining it. I'm not, uh, I'm not willing to be a part of it. Um, you know, you go your way. I'm going to go mine. Now, you know, if you're, I'm not saying, you know, go get a divorce or anything like that. I'm saying that stand your ground because here's my, my, my point of view. And I don't know if you agree with me or not, but whenever I finally stood my ground and said, I'm not willing to, to put up with any of your bullshit anymore. This is where I'm at. And, you know, you go your way. I'm going to go mine. That's whenever he decided that he was going to try to, to stop doing what he was doing. Now, him stopping doesn't mean I have to stay. Him, him Thank you. doesn't mean I have to stay. I also gain more confidence and more speed towards my value by deciding whether or not I want to stay and telling him just because you want to stay, just because you want to fix it doesn't mean I have to. Because there may just be too much damage for me. There may be a woman out there that can forgive you for sleeping with 20 women, but I'm not her. So you know what? I don't have to be her. I don't want to be her, and I'm moving on. So you go do your thing. I'm going to be mine. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for our kids. I'm moving on. No, thank you, Sean. And I hope a lot of women out there and a lot of people in uh, general can uh, learn from your words. Very wise, and I agree with that. And um, Chris mentioned, I want to touch on this, and this all relates, which is pretty cool. Um, Excuse me. Women aren't allowed to be all that. In many cases, we have to degrade ourselves or we are seen as overconfident, bitchy. Many studies on this, as I'm sure you're both, meaning me and you, Shauna, too, um, are aware. Um, I agree with that, but Chris, I agree to the image or the persona, if you will, which is the falsehood is you look at that, and I don't think any woman should degrade yourself. You know what? Being There's a difference between being, you know, aren't allowed to be all that. I think they are, and I agree. A lot of men, I wouldn't say a lot, some men are very intimidated by a very overconfident woman. Now, there's a difference between being overconfident, right, and, you know, being confident, and being all that, but also being humble and compassionate and caring and being understanding. And I love the part when Shauna mentioned, you know, a long time ago about allowing the man to be the man, you know, loving the man for who he is, about maybe the independence and all that aspects. I, I, that, that was awesome. And I, I promote that for both genders, not just men, but this that what Shauna said a while ago ties into that where, um, you know, I don't want you to degrade yourself, anybody. And I agree. There's many studies. Men are intimidated by strong, confident women. But I think women, they, those women have a hard time that overconfident, bossy, controlling, whatever. They also have a hard time being compassionate, being caring, being empathetic, that they can't be, what do I want to say, the holistic, the whole package, if you will. And I don't mean perfect. I'm not talking perfection. I'm talking those women that are overconfident, they, they're afraid, maybe in a way, or maybe they just can't be empathetic and compassionate towards friends, towards their man whatsoever. So they, it's one way. They're all overconfident. They're all Arrogant, if you want to say with that, and I agree with you big time on that, Chris, 
that. But I think a woman can be very confident and be sort of all that and not be arrogant. There's a difference between being, I tell, you know, there's a difference between being arrogant, being confident. A confident, again, being arrogant, you're not going to have any faults. You're not going to have any mistakes. You're not going to admit your wrongs, whatever. And that's not being conscientious. You know, a true confident, conscious woman and a confident woman is going to be humble and be empathetic and caring about the world around them and definitely her man and her friends and all this stuff that she's going to be compassionate. It's not let's just all this, all that, you know what? That's your own fault. That's this, suck it up, and that's all that. That is, that's the definition of a bitch. Don't you think you can can tell the difference, though, between those two types of women? You know, there's the confident Oh, huge. Empathy and compassion, and then there's the confident woman who doesn't really like anybody but herself. And there's a big difference between the two. And that woman tends to attract men who are very weak because that's, <laughs> the only, that's the only men that she can control. The other woman who is confident and um, who is also empathetic and all of those things and compassionate, she attracts men who are strong but are equal to her or stronger than her because she needs a man. She understands that her desire is to have a man who can lead her and who she can let go of the reins in the home and let him lead her. And so there's a big difference. A woman who is the the powerhouse, power trip type woman will only attract beneath her. She can't handle anyone equal to her or stronger than her because she has to be the boss. Awesome. So there's, there's a huge difference, a big difference between those two types of women. Yes, you and I are, are definitely on the same page with that, Sean. I agree big time. And I'm going to, you know, uh, give a sort of an example, and I should get advertising fees. Has uh, listeners out there, have you heard or watched Cougar Town with, um, oh, crap, from Friends? What the heck's her name? I got a brain fart. Oh, Courtney Cox. Thanks, Shauna. Yeah, thank you. With Courtney Cox, her friend is a bitch. The short, I can't remember her name. And he, she's with, she's like just what you described. And he's a doormat. You know what? Um, that he's a doormat. Um, and it fits right in your perfect description. She doesn't take blame with anything. I always bash him. I always rip him. And he's like, yes, dear, whatever you want, dear. And it's pathetic. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's pathetic. And, you know, that it just caught my mind with that. And I agree with you uh, a lot, Shana, when it comes to that. And a lot of women, you will, you know, and I think, you know, they'll get to go, yes, dear, yes, dear. And it comes back with the the lack of respect, because a woman will not be able to respect a man that way. She might want it at first, but then she's going to get sick of it, and that's where a guy needs to start growing a pair. <coughs> I'll say <Right>. that. <laughs> and uh, Chris, yeah, Freud, that was not a Freudian slip. Or woman, Daryl mentioned. Uh, Chris mentioned, too, you know, degrade might be too strong a word, but we have to hold back. Even in the work. No, Chris, I understood that. No, no, no reason to, you know, correct yourself. No, I totally agreed that. And I, I, no, I didn't take that over the top whatsoever. And I don't think the listeners did, too. Even in the workplace, women say I'm sorry and thank you much more often than men giving credit 
to someone else and apologizing. I agree with what you're saying. I think it's more of a challenge for us. Men are challenged in other ways. Okay, Chris, that was a shot at us. No. <laughs> are you saying we're mentally challenged? <laughs> yes, we are. And it's all women's fault. No. <laughs> um, I agree, because a lot of women, um, you know, I think, you know, in the workplace, when there's lateral, when you're on the lateral level, I still see men apologizing, which is cool. And I don't know, Shauna, in the workplace, if you run into this, too. And conscientious women in the workplace doesn't mean, you know, the big battle, the big um, gender battle with that. And I want to look at, do you see that? in the workplace as well, that you see the difference between controlling uh, bitchy women in the workplace versus those that are confident and also polite and courteous? Well, you know, I saw, um, obviously, I was in financial services for 12 years and uh, being a financial advisor um, before I ventured into uh, what I do now. Oh, crap. um, I could use your help, Shauna. I was I was one of the leaders in the office, uh, and so one of the top producers and, and one of the um, top field trainers and all that stuff. And so most of the time, I actually managed agents that were men. And so um, I like to believe that I didn't have that bitchy, you know, attitude. But I will tell you that in the very beginning, the very, very beginning, of course, that was back in, you know, 2004 when I first started, I was a different person, you know, um, I was, um, pretty, pretty mean, I guess, I guess you could say. So there was a little bit of a difference between who I was then and who I became a few years after I had been in the business. Right. So, you know, um, I was that bitchy woman who was very arrogant because I knew I was pretty damn good at what I did. I knew there's I was not, bad. there's not a lot of female bosses that are liked out there. Are there Shauna? Oh, there's not. And so I had a lot of followers. I had a lot of people that flocked to me and a lot of people who were scared of me. And so I didn't like the feeling of people being scared of me. So I had and, and I had to flip that into um, getting people to like me, to follow me, because I needed people to grow my business in order for me to be successful. So I had to change my paradigm and my thinking. And I became more likable, I became more softer, I became more lovable type person, I became more compassionate and empathetic to people's situations and needs, and growing in business as well as in my relationships helped me to change as a woman, and so I've been on both sides. I think it helps. No, that's good, Shauna. Thank you, and I agree. I think that change also helps you, to believe it or not, it helps you in business and socially and in your personal life. I think it helps them both because you can be empathetic, but you also are strong when you're not walked over, you know, in the workplace, you know, you're not being manipulated. You're able to speak your mind, but you're also mixing that with compassion. I think a lot of that, a lot of women in the workplace or that are managers and the good managers have that empathy, have that compassion, but they also don't allow others to walk over them. And I see a lot of women, um, oh boy, CEOs, clinical directors, oh God, don't even get me going over the years, that they, oh my God, they're control freaks. They don't admit they're arrogant as hell. And they, they don't have compassion whatsoever. They're just downright mean. Right. That used to be me a long time ago. And, and I realized, you know, I wasn't going to make it in business. 
I was making it in business, but I wasn't going to make it the way I wanted to if I didn't change. And so I had to change. I had to change. I didn't have a choice if I wanted to become, you know, successful on the level that I wanted to achieve, then I had to become a different person. And it was inside of me to be that way. But I kind of thought that um, being the bitch was the way to go because I felt like, you know, people would respect me more. But then I realized that when when people actually saw how much I cared, then they cared what I actually thought. And so it made a big difference whenever I showed people that I cared about them. I cared about their families. I cared about their relationships. I cared about their kids. I learned their kids' names. I learned things about them. I showed up at their kids' games. You know, then they're like, wow, this is my boss and she cares about me. And oh my God, I'm going to go to that. And how much and, does that benefit the workplace? Right. Absolutely. And big I had a time. Huge, I had a huge, huge organization for many, many years because of the fact that I changed. Yep. I and some of those people I, I don't I don't work there anymore. I retired um, this past year from there, and um, those people are still my friends on Facebook. They still love me. They still like me. So I left them in better shape than I found them, and that's something that I'm always proud of is leaving people in better shape than I found them. Period. Huge. I, I uh, no good for you. That it's awesome. And a lot of a lot of women, believe it or not, will never grow as you did. They will never evolve and grow as you did. They can't reduce. They can't, you know, blend the two roles and be that holistic or, you know, full, fully embodied, fully um, conscious, you know, conscientious woman. And it's sad, you know, it's sort of sad because they're going to chase people away from them. And I want to go on, um, you know, Chris mentioned big in the live chat, you know, big difference between assertion and aggression. I agree. Everybody has an aggressive female coworker or a boss shudders. She shuddered. Ew, I agree. This is something different. Women being allowed to be assertive. I agree, Chris. That's well said. There is a big difference between being assertive and being aggressive. And I think Shauna gave a just an awesome transition or evolution in herself about just doing it, being from aggressive to more assertive. An assertive person can be assertive and be caring and be, um, you know, compassionate, like she mentioned. That's awesome for her. And, you know, Daryl mentioned on, you know, the live chat as well, you know, what does it tell you about a person's feelings if they are more concerned with what their reputation is with family or friends than their mate? You know what, Daryl? That is another battle I deal with in my office constantly when their family, their mother, their um, whatever, friends, whatever, are more important than their partner, their lover. And this is this cuts across both genders big time. And I think Chris mentioned uh, something about that, and I think she might have took that the wrong way, or maybe I am too, that... Um, it is. I, I agree those roles, being a mom and all that that Chris mentioned, um, they can be confusing. And all of a sudden, you start being a control freak in the workplace, and then, or yeah, I like that, alpha female, and then you don't let go of it at home, and it's, it's too hard. But going back to what Daryl said about, you know, what happens if, you know, the situation, I talk about this, uh, oh, God, long time ago in another show, you know, you need to make your partner, you need, and I think part of a conscientious woman and man, for that matter, you are going to make your partner feel like you're number one. Now, I got to rephrase this, 
or not rephrase it, I need to step in here. When it comes to step families, it's a little more of a delicate balance. Actually, a lot more delicate balance because especially, you know, if she has kids, you have kids, or she has kids, you don't have kids, or vice versa, it's more of a delicate balance, and that's for a whole nother show. But, you know, if you are, say, no, you have no kids or nuclear family, um, that is where you need to be number one, not your family, not your mom, not your friends, not whatever. And when you start doing it, your other partner will not feel important to you because everybody else is more important, right? Your mom, your family, all this stuff. Um, and that's, they don't feel loved. They don't feel desired. They feel second, third on the list. And what happens? Sadly, you know what? Someone starts chirping in their ear, makes them feel better, whatever. And that craving becomes addictive, and an affair happens. It might most affairs, believe it or not, they don't happen by intention. Um, again, I don't condone excuse affairs. I've said this a million times. Uh, but most affairs do not happen with the intent of having an affair. They whatever someone pays them attention and makes them feel good, and all of a sudden. You're craving. It becomes an addiction of the stuff you want from your wife, your husband, whatever. And all of a sudden, someone else has given you that, and you're like, oh, my God. So that starts, you know, that's what happens. So, you know, going back with, you know, Daryl mentioned that. I agree. And a lot of people, and this can be a cultural thing. It could be whatever. And I get this across all cultures that, you know, mom's number one. I have to do whatever my mom says. You know, I use this as a reference, you know, think like a man, uh, the movie. And uh, it's funny, Mama's Boy, right? And I agree that you need to do what is best for you two as a relationship and screw everybody else. I I shouldn't say that. It's a delicate balance. And if people, you need to set those boundaries. And this is part, you want to bring this up about being a conscious, conscientious woman or confident woman. You are able to say, Mom, you know what? I respect you. I love you. Whatever. But this is my relationship. You need to butt out. Right. And how many people, and a lot of people, I can't do that. That's my mom. That's my whatever. And it's almost like you are playing that little kid role again and always trying to please mom, your friends, or whatever. And you and I agree. You need to look at if friends look at you and say, you know what, he's an asshole. And one friend might say that, and all of a sudden you're hearing this from other people. I get that. They, there's some people that want the best for you. That's awesome. You, you need to look at that. I'm not saying that. But when they interfere and uh, say, for instance, you're a relative always needs you and you're always running to them. And it's not, I'm not talking emergency on the deathbed and hospice. I'm not talking that. I'm talking what, a, you know, maybe everyday stuff. They're always running. They're always needing you. You always run to them. But you're never there for your partner. And you want your partner to understand? Uh, you know what? Too bad. You, you need to have that balance. And if you don't, that person, you expect them to be okay with it. I'm going to tell you. They might be okay with that, but it's going to be a miserable relationship. And I never, ever promote people being in a lousy, miserable relationship or marriage or living as a martyr, not so ever. You need to 
focus on you two as being the epitome or the top priority versus everybody else. You know, kids and everything are different. Even if it's a, a nuclear family, meaning you got married, had kids, or oops, I'm pregnant, you decided to stay together, you still need to come first, not the kids. There's a delicate balance. That way, later on, the kids don't pit mom against dad, whatever. And you both feel loved. You both feel important. And you maintain that alliance together as a couple. And you won't have the issue later on. The kids leave the house or get older, and they don't want you around teenagers. And you look at each other. Who are you? Who are you? You know what? You didn't give a crap. Now you give a crap 15 years later when the kids are older? Screw you. And I'm telling you, these are examples I'm giving you I deal with on a daily basis. So being a conscientious woman is, and Shauna mentioned that, about allowing you know, your partner, your man or partner to be who they are, but also commanding respect and not allowing them to treat you like crap. Well, I think that if you lay, the, if you lay out the... Um the foundation in the very beginning as to where what how things are supposed to be and you are consistent with that, there are no questions. You both respect each other. And then whenever one of you crosses the line, you just reel them back suddenly and you talk about it and you find out where they are and if they were if they realize that they did it and if they you don't get angry or mad, you know, you find out where you seek to understand before being understood. If they did it deliberately, then you discuss it and you find out if, if they're possibly going to do that again. You know, and you deal with it. You know, uh, one thing that Daryl said, um, and, and, and Greg, I'm glad Daryl's on, on the line today because I really honestly would like for you to address this really quickly. Please. You know, he, he really thinks that, um, he said that affairs occur because, you know, something's missing in the relationship. Yeah, I okay. agree. Well, Most I agree of the time. To, I agree that to, to that to an extent, okay? And, and this is where you may not agree with me. I honestly feel like, let's just say, for instance, let's go back to um, their dad and the, the all the affairs that he had behind my back. You know, we had a great life. We had two houses. We had the cars. We both had the careers. We had everything. We had money. We had beautiful children. We had sex every single day of our lives, sometimes twice a day. And he still cheated with so many women. And I really honestly believe to this day only because of what he told me. He admitted to me that he was a sex addict. He said there was nothing that I could have done different that would have made him not do what he did. No, I agree, Sean. And so I want Daryl to understand that. Daryl is such a great person. I know him personally. I've known him since I was a teenager. And the thing is, is that you've got to understand, Daryl, that you probably couldn't have done anything different than what you did to change what has happened. And so you've got to quit punishing yourself and you've got to let it go. Daryl, thank you. No, Dara, I agree. Shauna, I agree with you. And I want to I wanna chime in. Remember, remember I said, Shauna, a while back that and I, it, I mentioned, um, I talk about this almost every show, too. And a while back in chat, remember I said 10 to 15% of affairs, they're either a hoe or a dog, and good luck to you? Right. Remember? And you could do, you're right, you could do everything. Us, when you said having sex every day, two days, uh, two times a day, I'm getting all hot and bothered, all this shit, and I need a cold shower, damn it. Thank you, Shauna. Um, <laughs> you, look at, you look at the elements where I agree. You could do everything 
right. And we all know, just go with me on this. You know, it's not perfect, whatever. But like you, and they could be a dog or a hoe. And there's not a damn, and that's not about you. That is about them. And I'm glad you brought that up, Shauna. I agree. That is about that person, not about you. And I'm all about, you know, checking herself and holding yourself. Okay, could I have listened better? Could I have been more attentive? Whatever it is, okay? Maybe stood my ground more and be more confident myself. You know, there's all these things I want you to look at and look at. Okay, this is dealing with couples in these situations that, you know, um, this is, you know, the foundation right from day one, the first session I'm working at. I don't waste a lot of time. And to be able to work and build from this, but if it comes up where all the needs are being met and they still cheat on you, you know what? That's on them. Um, and a lot of times it doesn't have to mean that they're a dog or a hoe. It could just mean that they're a sick person that has such a huge hole inside of them that they're, they, that they seek so much attention there that they're they, they may have damage from so many years ago that has nothing to do with you that they're trying to fill that damage and that connection with people because they don't know how to fill it with them with with themselves and they don't know how to love themselves enough to you know uh, not to fill that hole back up so so that damage that's been done it has nothing to do with with anything other than the fact that they're trying to, to, to fill what's missing with something that can never be filled which is sex and it has nothing to do with you or what you did or what you could have done. You it could, could have been right. Done. I I agree been, with you. Yeah. I agree with you to a point, Shauna. I I agree. There are people like that, but not everybody in those situations are like that. That's right. Some of them could be. It's always they want that constant ego boost, and it could be from way back. I agree. I think some people are so damaged from whatever being sexually abused, being neglected emotionally, physically from you know, how they're raised, abusive, you know, very, I dealt with too many abusive, uh, sick, uh, situations when I used to work with kids years ago too. Um, and I get it, I understand it, but I don't think everybody that is in that, cause you're a dog or a hoe, (laughs) I don't think, I think there are people in those categories. They are because they were damaged, as you said, but I don't think everybody is in that situation. Does that make sense? I I think there are some, and you have to take it as a case-by-case situation. Look at what is going, you know, what is actually going on. And I agree, when you're looking at a sex addict, it's like anything other addiction. Is it a sex addict? Are they being late for work? Are they being missing work? Are they, there's other things that are going on. And I agree. Chris just mentioned a great one. People who have those narcissistic attachment issues aren't going to enter therapy unless they have something very big to lose. And even so, Chris, they might bullshit themselves with that, okay? Even then, it will be a major challenge to get them to admit they're wrong. Oop, I should have finished reading Chris. <laughs> Sorry. You know, wrong. Even a little bit means they're the worst, dirtiest, ugliest person on earth. Chris, I agree with that. And they might not have the confidence or the courage enough to agree with that. Or you have the other people that are narcissistic and they feel that they're entitled. No matter who they hurt, they don't care. It's all about them. It's all about boosting their ego. It's all about, you know, talking about hysteronic women. 
you know, it's all about um, constantly plugging, getting plugs, getting props for their egos to be boosted and about them. And those people, you won't see, they won't get help. They won't get therapy. Or if they do, if they're <clears throat> forced by whoever, partner, whatever, what's going to happen? They're going to be manipulating. They're going to be BS. They're going to go through the motion, and they could get you to suck in. And that's where there's a lot of crappy therapists, counselors out there. I, I've had some, many as my clients, and I've had some really good ones too. Around the Metro Detroit era, there are um, there's some good ones, but there's, oh, God, there's a lot of crap ones that will just blow smoke over everybody's ass and, you know, I feel good, feel good, and all this stuff. And they're not forcing the client to do any work and to look at themselves. And they're easily manipulated, and it's sad. But then you have other therapists out there that have no compassion or empathy for their clients, and those I'd like to just punch in the head. How do you like that coming from another professional? <laughs> well, you know, I really honestly, I hope that Daryl reads what uh, the third comment down, which is what Chris had just posted. Um, oh, yeah, that's what that, I was touching that, on. That yeah, goes, I agree. Yeah, that goes right along with what, you know, he and I have been talking about. And and I honestly, you know, hope this call, especially this, this show tonight, has helped him tremendously because he's, you know, I think a lot of it is stuff that he needed to hear. But um, I, um, you know, the main thing is, is that whenever, you know, you're dealing with someone that's like that, um, you've got to understand that you 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 can't take ownership for everything that happened. All no. you can do is worry about where you are right now, which is a lot of times, a lot of times you can't even worry about the past. You've just got to start moving forward from today because there's so much crap there that, if you sorted through every single bit of it, you would be in it for years. And so wipe the slate clean, agree that it's over and done with, and just move forward. That's just the main thing. And um, start working on you. Start regaining what you lost, what you allowed yourself to lose with this person. Shauna, and that's, work, yeah. It's yeah, work, great work advice, but it's not always easy to do, as it's you not know. Easy. It's and not easy. The, I want to, one, a huge bit, of advice I'm going to give to Darrow, and I don't know if Shauna heard this before, and I, I tell everybody this. I am not, everyone talks about the power of forgiveness. You know what? I am not a huge fan. If you want to forgive, that's great. I'm not saying you don't, but I don't think you have to forgive to move on. I tell people, okay, Darrow, and I hope you're listening to this, okay? Put paper down. Whatever, don't go and chat anymore because I want you to listen to this. Um, okay, I, I ask people, can you be pissed at something you don't care about? Think about that for a minute. Most people can't. I can't. You know, you don't care enough to be pissed about them, right? So what would it take for you, Daryl, to not care about what the hell happened in your past? You know what? She don't deserve you. Not being arrogant, but look at, you know what? I love myself enough not to waste my energy or time to even be upset or be mad or be hurt because I don't care enough. Again, it's not easy to do that, but you look at the concept about, you know what? I don't even care anymore. 
because I love myself enough not to be sucked into that and give that person the power over me. You have a right to hurt. I'm not saying that, but I want you to look at the point where what can I do to get to the point where, you know, I don't even care. It doesn't, I'm not holding, I'm not giving that person that power over me, giving them that strength over me. I'm holding it where it belongs with me. I'm giving it back to myself. And sometimes, there I agree, and Shauna mentioned too, that it might, it might be just that person and it's nothing you did. It's just you look at what is drawing you to them. Um, and it, it's hard. A lot of it comes back to looking at a uh, matter of confidence and a matter of self-worth and what we deserve and what we're not, you know, what we're not going to tolerate, what we're not going to put up with. And Shana mentioned that, you know, before about um, and her growth experience or evolution, if you will, over the years to look at, you know what, I can live with this, but you know what, I'm not going to tolerate and live with this. You know, be an addict, be uh, whatever, someone that abuses hits me. You know, you can throw it out there or treats me like crap or is cold to me, is mean to me all the time, doesn't, you know, doesn't want to have sex with me, whatever, okay? Um. Chris, you just mentioned, you have to resolve the root issue. A lot of people, me too, spend a lot of energy on surface issue that cause a lot of distress. But the distress masks the bigger issue that we're protecting. Chris, you're right. And that's what I, I get to. And I agree with that to a point. But if we don't know what the root issue is, I don't think you have to spend a lot of time. If you really don't know what the root issue is, I don't think you spend a lot of time... Um getting at that, okay, meaning that confidence looking at all that, but if you really don't know the root issue, I don't think you have to spend a lot of like psychodynamic, psychoanalytic months and months and months digging at it. I think you can work on where you want to go from here and how maybe, you know, how you're affected by it now and what you can go with this and working with, you know, and I, it's, you know, I've worked with too many people with post-traumatic stress, trauma, rape survivors, sexual abuse, all this stuff. The past is important. And to look at that, and you look at, you know, the main issue, I don't have the confidence or I don't have this, whatever. Now what can we do to rebuild this? And how does the past affect you now? And what do we have to do to, you know, move on and not let your past hinder you, let your past wreak havoc with you, if you will, okay? Um, so I hope that makes sense. Big time? That, that does make sense. I think the thing, though, that... It's not um, easy. Probably a whole other call, because I know you're about to run out of time, but, um, you know, the thing, the thing with Daryl is that he wants her to tell him um, that it actually happened. He doesn't want to... There was a lot of signs and things, you know, whatever, supposedly, that it did happen. And it was all, you know, written in stone kind of thing where he knows it happened, but he just wants her to admit it. She's never going to admit it because, like Chris said earlier, in order for her to admit it, she becomes this ugly person that, you know, has to say, okay, I actually had sex with another man behind my husband's back. Her family her family finds out. Her friends find out. Her whole thing that she's built up about herself has been torn down. It's okay if he knows, but if everybody else finds out, that's, you know... Um, well, she's never going to admit it to his face or to anyone's face because 
you know, that just makes her look like a really horrible yep. person. She's not ever willing to go there. She would rather save herself than save her marriage. And that's where she's at. And, and there's so many people. Thank you, Shauna. I agree. And there's so many people. I got a, um, a couple. Um, I saw him individually for about two or three times. And then he brought the wife in. She came in. Same situation. She will not won't admit any wrongdoing whatsoever. And I tell people when affair situations, and if you know, you know, you need to know why it happened. You need, uh, there's got to be general remorse and guilt and uh, recommit it back to the marriage or relationship. And if one of those three things aren't there, it's going to be tough as hell. Well, there's if three not things that aren't possible. there for them, yep. which means and those three are missing, and it's not ever going to happen, and that's why I've told him. There will never be any resolve. You've got to move on. The only you thing have you do now to. is you can't, you can't worry about it, you can't think about it, you can't dissect it, you can't analyze it. It's over, it's done with. She's you have to look at self-respect. Right. Having self-respect and self-love that, you know what, you deserve those things, and you're not going to... No, because if those things you're you're BSing yourself that they're gonna never that they're gonna go away, they're gonna come back and bite you in the ass. Right. And one okay. Oh, yeah, Chris mentioned you said that in your book too. Ah, smiley face. Yeah, my book sees that total connection, achieving the emotional and sexual <gasps> Ooh baby relationship you crave. Available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Noble, all that good stuff. Um, and she meant, oh, when I mentioned about psychodynamic, psychoanalytic, Freudian childhood crap. Yeah, actually, part of psychodynamic, um, Carl Jung, Young, Jung, actually had some pretty uh, cool stuff coming from there. But, anyways, um, Shauna. Thank you so very, very much. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you. Well, and thank you for letting me run my mouth. No, Shauna, it's been awesome. Oh, my God, I'm very flattered. Um, how's your book coming, by the way? I actually um, I've just got off the phone with the editor earlier today, and um, we are trying to decide on uh, the title for my first book. Um, and then we're looking to have it on the shelf on March 3rd. Uh, and I'm wow, actually working, sweet. I'm working on yeah, I'm working on my second book right now, which is has to do with the dating after forty, which has been pretty traumatic. You, you know what? Um, I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah, so it's been exciting. I've been doing some pretty cool research and um, you know, um, getting other people's point of views. I haven't really been on that many dates myself, but I've been. No, that's um, okay. Make sure you don't. I'm going to give you a word of advice. And you probably know this, though. Um, but what the hell do I know? Make sure you don't get too researchy, too clinical. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing another. My book sales suck, to be honest with you. It is. Oh, my God. I talked to so many people. It's unreal, Shauna. I don't want to. I'm not discouraging you. Not at all. I want you to go after it big time. Um, well, you know, I think you'll be quite surprised. Uh, my book is really, uh, my first book especially, is, is very personable, you know. Um, oh, I agree. I, I'm not yeah. saying, I'm, I'm hoping you do very well with it, and I'll help promote it, too. Well, I appreciate that, you know, and my second time around is really just about <laughs> the horror show, you know, the things that 
uh, we go through when we're out there looking and searching and um, how to not be really searching and let things just happen, you know? It's kind of actually a funny, it's kind of a funny spin on Cool. I'm all about funny and joking around. (laughs) Right. Big time. And adding a little humor when it's uh, appropriate. Yeah, I thought about doing a second book, whatever, but I need to, yeah, sales, Amazon's a big, uh, yeah, it's a gorilla. It's a grill on your back, if you will. And I've talked to a lot of people, and it's it's uh, one of those necessary evils, if you will. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a yeah, I'm going to be doing a couple book signings coming up uh, in January too. So there's some other avenues I'm looking into. Um, but no, that's cool. And you got to let us know when that is out. I'll definitely. Uh, I want to give you. I'm all about helping other people too. I'm not, I want to help right. you and give you um, um, a huge, huge push for that. Daryl, actually, my book, CSAT Connection, it is self published. Um, it's on Kindle, on Amazon, paperback and Kindle. Um, so it is, it's been out there. So that's cool. So. I am going to say good night for the evening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Chris, Shauna, Daryl, thank you so much for joining chat. And thank you, a huge, huge, huge thing for um, calling in, Sean. I appreciate it. It made the show awesome. So thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, thank, thank you. you. Everybody have a happy new year. Happy, be safe, 2016. Uh if you're going to have drunken sex, make sure you're protected. <laughs> and, um, I'm fixing to get to that right now. No. <laughs> oh, boy. And we're not talking with yourself either. That don't count. Well, maybe it can count. So, yeah. I'm all about self-gratification. Menage de moi, right? <laughs> everybody, be safe. Thanks again, everybody. Um, be safe. Happy New Year. Much love to you out there and i'll be back uh live next wednesday 9 p.m eastern time thank you so much everybody take care okay bye-bye thanks shana bye-bye the art of relationships radio show is copyrighted no one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself greg dozinski or the art of relationships thank you